Dave and Jeff. It is September 15th, 2021. Do you know what day it is, Dave? It is September 15th, 2021. I heard you say that part. What's it mean to you this it's day? It's Josh Rosenberg's yes, birthday. Yes, you son of a gun. I just texted him a little bit ago. It's one of those where I said all day long I got to text him. Yeah. And then just remembered, oh shit, it's late in the day. Well, I haven't, and I didn't bring my phone in. So if you could text him and say, hey, Jeff says happy birthday too. That would be great. Uh, he listens to this. He'll catch it. Well, your birthday was yesterday, so yes. that's a little bit more important concerning the show. That's true. Very important. Most important day. It was great. Thank you to everybody. So nice. I share it with uh, Polly Rindle. Yes, I, which I didn't realize till yesterday. No, last year. Remember I we remembered last year? I 100% don't remember. Uh, Dan Cortez. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Deshaun, don't ever say that again. Deshaun Watson. Dude, that's not good at all. Paul was sending me guys. We were dying. I'm like, Paul, I'm claiming you. Yeah. You're the winner in the group. So far, he's the best one. It used to be Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jerry Coleman? Yeah, used to be Jerry. Jerry would have been either 97 or 98 yesterday. Is that right? Isn't that amazing, Dave, for us that knew him? John (laughs) said every year, I'd say, Jerry. So great. Our birthday's coming up. I love that I share a birthday with you. John, it's the best news of the day. <laughs> it's Jeff. Shh. Yeah. He, oh, my God. Like 15 years. I didn't care. I love Jerry. The complete champion. So so Jerry would have been 97. God damn, Dave. Yeah, how about that? 97. God. Crazy, man. The, just the coolest, right? Yeah, we were talking... Uh, I was talking with the guys in my office. We were talking about different announcers and dudes that were good guys. Going back, my buddy Nick is a huge Pirates fan. Yeah. So we were talking, do you remember when Lanny Fratari would come out to um, Qualcomm? Yes. Voice of the Pirates. Uh, He was like the only guy. You wouldn't see like Bob Walk that much or Greg Brown or any of the other Pirates announcers. But Lanny Fratari, who I'm pretty sure is in the Hall of Fame, Dude, he was great. And and just talking about all the different guys, and then we we're talking about Kuiper and Kruko and John Miller, all nice guys. And and yeah, it was really fun. Let's talk about different dudes that call the you game. You know what's funny, man? I never knew. I mean, as a kid, I didn't pay attention to broadcasters the way, you know, you obviously knew them. Yeah. And I knew Vince Scully because my family used to talk about Vince Scully, but I didn't know I didn't know the voice of the Angels at the time. Al Michaels. You know, yeah. who went to school with my my dad or whatever. I just didn't didn't pay attention to it. I just didn't think about the announcers that were working the game. When I came to San Diego and I met Jerry Coleman, but I didn't meet Jerry until I moved to San Diego in eighty nine. I met Jerry ninety three, I think. Okay. And maybe didn't really have a real appreciation for what Jerry was till God man, maybe ninety six, ninety seven. Like, you know, Jerry never patted himself on the back. Ever. Jerry wouldn't Never. talk about his career at the Yankees. He wouldn't nope. talk about his career in the military. Guys like Ted would talk about it. Oh, and, yeah. And then, you know. We would. We, we would. bring him on. But Jerry was, I mean, I'm talking when I first oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. around him, around oh, him every day. Never. I had no idea he had the resume in life that he had. And, and the cool thing about Jerry, I mean, so many great things, right? But Jerry every day, like, put together. Like, if we went out drinking with Jerry and we went out, to Mission Beach, right? Yeah. And shit gets a little wild. I think Jerry could handle himself just fine. <laughs> if we're at Saskas. What year, man? We met him. He was in his 70s. 
Yeah, I'm right there. You think Jerry could hold his own in his 70s? I'm going to make this statement right here. Go ahead. You remember former Chargers defensive lineman Joe Phillips. Yeah. Joe Phillips, incredibly nice guy, got in a crazy fight down in Mission Beach at Saskas, which is still there on whatever that street is. Yeah. uh, That connects Mission Beach with, with PB. I'm telling you, if you, me, and Jerry are in there... I think, I think that you're he, out of your goddamn mind. I think you're out. Joe of your Phillips mind. is a defensive lineman in the NFL. I know, but remember, there Jerry was a scrawny second baseman. You're missing the point. I'm missing the point. Joe's taught to use his hands, but he can't hang on. Right? He probably throws those big clubbing things. All it takes, like fighting a bear. Yeah, fuck yeah. You'd bitch slap your ass. Your head would come right off. Telling you, man, the colonel will get right in there and fuck dudes up. <laughs> I like it. I'm taking Jerry on my team. You know what? You might be right. I think I've told this story. Maybe I haven't. But um, first time I ever had a real conversation with Jerry, he, yeah. he, he threatened to fight me. Jerry got the rojo, dude. He did. And he said exactly what you just said. Yeah. The next day he apologized to me. Yeah. Told me he had the red ass, which yeah. I've never heard before until that day. Yep. And he bought me lunch. Like yeah. he felt really bad about losing his temper he with me. He was unbelievable. In front of his wife and his daughter, he threatened yeah. to fight me. Well, I tell you what, Maggie wouldn't have liked that at all. I, I, I can't remember the daughter's name. And his daughter was young at the time. She was like 13. But yeah, because you wouldn't get the fuck out of there when the guy. He left YMCA. when the village people were playing. <laughs> fuck off. Get out of here. He left. He left. I used to send all my ESPN stuff from his booth, and he came back, and he's like, get the Just fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. We're going to watch this show, dude. That's it. He had to watch the village people be a good dad. I got and then, Jerry. Here's my second favorite Jerry thing. Okay. Because at this time, you know, you see somebody, you say, how are you doing all the time? I mean, yeah. whether it was Bill Center or Canapa and Ted, anybody, you kind of, we Jerry were young. McGee. Jerry McGee, how you doing, Jerry? The whole deal, right? You just say yeah. it. Whether they give a shit or not what we think, we'd at least try and be nice. We loved him. And I see Jerry after a long road trip, and Jerry's came back from Montreal. Oh, yeah. And I go, Jerry, how was your trip? How was Montreal? Dave, I turned the TV on, and guys were ejaculating all over the place. I don't know what goes on in Montreal. <laughs> That's what I did, exactly what you did. I just laughed. I was like, what the fuck did the colonel just say to me? He was... Uh, he didn't even say it joking. He was just, like, shocked. Like, his head almost came <laughs> off his shoulders. But Colonel is a guy that I think those of us that were lucky enough to spend a lot of time in that press box, we took him for granted. We didn't intend to, but we did because the Colemanisms, right? We all yeah. know him. Yeah. But goddamn, dude, that guy would fly all around the country to do... CBS Radio on Saturday nights. Yeah, Saturday Night Baseball. And we'd see him back. Sometimes he'd be back for the Sunday game. Other times we'd see him Monday. A lot yep. of times he flew home Sunday. And But if you tuned into that Saturday night game with Jerry and Johnny Bench, he was unbelievable. And I've told this story. Like, you go, you think about dudes in your career, Dave, as a young guy. And you go, who are the guys that impacted you really, really in a positive way? 100% Jerry Coleman for me. And, I mean, when you go, I fucking love that guy. Dude, I genuinely love that guy for what he did for me in Monterey. Because I was sent on that trip, the Caminetti trip, to engineer for CBS Radio. Not the fucking Padre game on KFMB. Yeah. They sent me to engineer a baseball game for 
CBS Radio, the national broadcast, uh, Jerry Coleman and Al Downing. <laughs> Fucking nicest guy in the world. I never met Al Downing. Dude, he was great. And uh, we just chatted. And I, Dave, I didn't, fuck, you could ask me to land a plane tonight. Not even at Montgomery Field, at goddamn Lindbergh. I'd have a better chance of landing that plane than I did of getting this goddamn national broadcast down the air. Somehow I plug everything in, we get it connected, and there's what radio people know as a mix minus, which is everything you say, say, echo, echo, right back, 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 in your ear. And it drives you insane. It's almost impossible to talk with that thing happening at the same time. And I could not get rid of it for it had to be at least three innings, and it feels like more. Might have been an inning, but I swear in my head it feels like it was three. Was he wearing? Was he using the microphone where he had the headphones and the mic attached to it? Yeah, so he couldn't even take his headphones off. He had he had to go through it. Right, and I would have been the guy to adjust his headphone level. I couldn't figure out how the fuck to do that, dude. Jerry was so goddamn funny. How's it going, Jeff? And I'm like, Jerry, I am so sorry. Why? I'm like, I can hear the mix minus. I'm fixing it. I promise. You're fine. And Al Downing was like, you're fine. And I'm like, it's not fine. And Dave, <laughs> those two guys and this guy, Norman Bear, who's the funniest old, Jerry, would you tell him about the mountains for Christ's sake? We might as well be in goddamn Albuquerque. Well, the mountains here in Monterey, and he's just flipping off Norman. Um, fuck, Dave, he was so great to me, man. Like, I, I never forgot that, because fucking other guys in this business that are assholes uh, would have fucking ruined it. Al's and, still alive. I had to look it up. Huh? Al is still alive. How old? Al is 80 years old. Wow. Yeah, Al's still alive. How about that? But, man, those two guys love him. But I'm telling you, any shit went down in Monterey, I would have taken the colonel on my team. He'd have fucked guys up. <laughs> so, yeah, we shared a birthday. So, happy birthday you, to my friend. You know what's funny? As we talked about old-time baseball, before you, you walked in here tonight, I was watching. I'm watching back and forth between the Dodgers and the Padres. Right now, you and I have the pods on. And um, they told a story. Joe Davis told a story about the Dodgers used to do a thing where they gave a ticket away if you had straight A's in the Los Angeles area. Oh, okay? nice. So you had a you had a you got a ticket if you had straight A's and it didn't matter, you know, what school you went to and and so this you guy a school of hard knocks. <laughs> so this guy and this woman in nineteen seventy one, seniors in high school, sit next to each other at this game. Okay. Two uh-huh. different schools. As they're talking to each other, they both realize they're going to the same college. Three years later, they're married. And they showed them tonight sitting in the stands. No way. 47 years been married, holding up their ticket from 1971. And it said straight A student ticket is what it said on the ticket. Oh, that's great. And they're sitting right there. And you're like, that's a pretty cool story. And then you realize the Dodgers tonight stuck them like three rows from the top. It's of like, course. It's like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> Tell Mary Hart, shake her ass out of the Come on, seat. Mary, get out of here. Marlon guy, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This is a crazy story. All right. I, this is, uh, fuck. You take me down these rabbit holes. You know, they celebrate Military Day yeah. every Sunday, and we love it. They play the the Marine theme, and it's great. But I feel like they do the same thing with these guys. 
They put them three rows from the top. Yeah, they did. We, we can't get better seats? I used to think they did that. Maybe I'm wrong. I used to think they used to do that to the military because the military was like, no, these guys are going to tough it out. They stick them in the sun, far yeah. as fuck away from home plate. Yeah. And I always wonder, what happened to these guys have to use the bathroom? Like, they just have to sit there because they all leave, come together and just they leave parachute together. Parachute in? Yeah. <laughs> they all parachute in their seats. Zip line? They all parachute in the seats. Yeah, I, I think we all think that, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, come on. I think, I don't know. I always think it's a toughness thing. I don't know why, but I, I'm curious to know if anyone knows the answer to that. I've wondered this for almost 30 years. Yeah, but you got, again, it's one of those things where you go, it's a beautiful program and yeah. they've done it for a long time, but it feels like. Couldn't put them in a worse seat in a hotter part of the state. Yeah. Yeah. True. Absolutely true. Yeah. And, and that needs to be addressed. Oh my gosh. I got, you just said something that clicked into my head. So this weekend I was in Phoenix, okay? Ugh. And my hotel was, I'm not kidding when I say 100 yards from where the Arizona Cardinals play, all right? Oh, yeah, right so, there. So I'm sitting there, and I'm in uh, basically the, the lobby eating breakfast, and this guy walks off the elevator. He walks right by me, and I'm looking at him, and he's wearing a Tennessee Titans hat and a Tennessee Titans shirt, and he even has the pants and everything all tightened out. And I'm looking at him, and then all of a sudden, Jeff, he starts walking towards the stadium. Yeah. The game was in fucking Nashville. This motherfucker flew into Phoenix to watch the Titans and Cardinals. And I'm like, first, everyone knows West Coast games don't start at 10 a.m. Yeah. Two, I'm like, don't you realize there aren't 75,000 people in the parking lot? (laughs) And I wish I would have pulled my phone out and filmed it. I like froze. But I'm like, oh, my God. This guy thinks he's going to the Cardinals Titans game right now. And he's walking towards the stadium. But I know where you're at. JoJo knows where you're at because we've been to... Rosie knows where you're at because we went... This is a brand new area. I think literally it was the first time this hotel opened up. No, but you're right by the jobbing.com arena. What? The what? The arena where the Coyotes play. I didn't even... I don't even know. Yeah. All I know is there's a a little mall like a Buffalo Wild Wings and then the the football ballpark. That's where he's heading. To watch the game. To watch what game? Your game. He's going there to Wild Wings. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think so. I watched him walk right into the parking lot, right towards the stadium. Like, I have clear path, straight towards the goddamn stadium. Well, he wouldn't have a ticket. I, maybe, maybe he bought a ticket in Nashville, like off StubHub, not realizing where the fuck he was. Well, that guy needs to get his Why shit would together. he stay in a hotel? I'm telling yeah. you, I watched this motherfucker right, walk right through the ticket window. What does he do that? <laughs> Nobody's here, Shit. Ticket. Shit. And the Titans got the shit kicked out of him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it was it was crazy to watch. I go, this guy's in the wrong city. Wow. And he paid for a hotel. Eh, good, fuck him. <laughs> Look, I'm done. I'm done with us as a society feeling bad for fuckheads. They're Man, all assholes. I, I think a lot of people feel that way, right? Yeah. Especially when it comes to, to COVID. I think a lot of people feel that way. Dude, it's sad had, to say, but I think a lot of people feel that way. Had a guy lost a job for had a uh, job for nine years, lost it because he refuses to get vaccinated. See, that's a shame. It is, man. Like at the end, where you go, fuck. But you can't tell anybody what to do. They're 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 grown adults and they've lived productive lives, um, right? They're they're incredibly good friends. Like yeah. as loyal would give you the last buck, and they believe in where they're at and the decision that they're made and you go well i know what i would do but i i can't you can't tell people dave that's the really hard thing on this whole deal 
<clears throat> right is can I mean can you tell family members can you do right but it, you just you gotta let people make their own decision to a certain extent but I don't know I mean Joe Biden says that companies over a hundred employees have to be vaccinated yeah and that's going to be really really interesting I think for a lot of San Diego companies but fuck man I mean I I got it shit i i went out i got the chicken pox vaccine smallpox polio stds <laughs> i went to tj and got all those i mean i'm just like fuck i got bills to pay put that goddamn needle in me it'll be weird if the guy you know ends up getting the shot within the next year just because he feels like hey it's it's i know too many people because applebee's to tells him now you got to get yeah, it you no fucking kidding, work right? here Holy shit. All our dishwashers are getting a shot. <laughs> but, I, I mean, you go, okay. He's had to have thought it out to yeah. make his decision. So, uh, it, it's one thing, Dave. Did he think they were bluffing? Was he like, did, or did he realize what was happening, that he was going to lose his job after no, all these I years? No, I think he knew. He knew it was going to happen. Yeah, and he was willing to but, say, I'm willing to take, take the chance. Which there's a part of me where you go, God, okay. You're that, you're that strong your in your conviction. Yeah. Boy, good luck but, with another company. I tell you, man, just coaching youth baseball, I have parents ask me all the time, are my coaches vaccinated? Yeah. And and I literally have to ask them, hey, you and I had this conversation a couple weeks ago off there. Yeah. And the last one who wasn't finally went and did it. Because I, I understood what the parents were saying. I can't yeah. have my kid come back no. and get my parents sick. Nope. Not at all. Because, yeah, no. Uh, can't do that shit at all. So, yeah, see you later. Vominos. <laughs> <laughs> Vominos, Tucker Carlson. We kind of zoomed right by it, though. Overall, good birthday, though. I know Maybe you thanked everybody, but it was good birthday. Yeah, it was fucking great. They um, last night I went out to dinner with my sons and their mom, and like tonight it was funny. We're we're finishing up the refi, and uh, so I finish up at work and. Like 125 people have left me a message on Facebook. And I believe, like, they're the people that say, hey, thanks, everybody, for your birthday wishes. Thank you for that. Well, that's not really how I was raised. I was raised that if somebody is nice enough to acknowledge you, you have time, you acknowledge them. So I went through and did that, and it was really, really fun because you can't always see it on your phone. And, yeah. And it was nice, but today... Um, all the guys on my team and then the last two guys that had been on my team that have been promoted within the company and my boss, we all went to lunch. So cool. it was great. It, it's just all the dudes on my team, the new guys and then the two guys that are my alumni that I just, I love this group. And so um, we went to lunch and it was cool. Um, you know, card signed by the team and, and a couple of fun things from those guys. And we, we I can't even tell this story. We just, there was a <laughs> gag gift and you never know like yeah. who can figure it out. So they gave me a gag gift, Dave, that was so fucking funny. I didn't really put it together, but there was a connection and it struck me so funny. So it was just great. And I thought that was it. And then they said, um, hey, the last gift you have to share with your ex-wife. 
Like, I'm not sharing anything with her, even though she bought dinner last night. Well, she should have. It was her birthday. Are we going to yeah. make the kids pay? Right. Uh, they kicked in, too. Okay, nice. And so I was like, okay. And the guys, I don't know how many. My buddy Jimmy Hughes, Chris Carlin, um, and, and Tim, and Dennis, and a bunch of really, really good people at Upper Deck. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I put a, a picture up, and it was my sons the day they got their Helix jerseys. Yeah. They took that picture and blew it up into like a 16 by 20, put it on a foam board, and made it a trading card. They put the Helix Highlanders logo on the front, and then on the back, they took the only picture I've been able to get this year of my sons standing next to each other on the field Jack's got his helmet off. Cade's got his helmet on. But that's on the back. They made a trading card. Yeah, they they called me to get information. They told me what they were doing. Oh, fuck. And they asked How me many? for some information, but they yeah. they got it all before I could get back to them. Yeah. I mean, this has been in the works for a while. We got Jimmy from our football league. Yeah, pretty and, cool. Dude, I said to them today, I go, I'm not lying. It's the coolest thing I own. Yeah. And, and you know, I Upper Deck's been so great to me. I was pretty fucked up when I got there, and they have been incredible to me and i love that place but all the guys on my team to be there with them and i said to them all day and they were like we knew you were gonna start crying i didn't start crying <laughs> but um but what they meant by that i had a shirt with my ex-wife they made her one too which was really great oh, really cool so i was able because kate's just being a prick <laughs> so so i was able to stop by tonight and you know how moms the moms out there you get frustrated right because you love your kids and they're fucking assholes and you want to hit them with a frying pan. And then she had helped on it and a b bunch of people, but they made her one That's too. Really cool. And she was like, oh my God, this is so cool. So yeah, I was late getting down here, but I said to her for years, I've said the Van McElroy jersey she got me uh, was the number one thing. I said, well, fuck, you were number one for 17 <laughs> years. But yeah, so yeah, Dave, it was cool. It's about... It's not quite that big, yeah. but it's pretty fucking big and really, really great. So, yeah, just hearing from friends and everybody, man, loved it. Also, you got another guy. Oh, dude, and Larry Thomas, goddamn Larry, you're the coolest. Larry Thomas, our longtime friend, knew that you fucking hid all my reading glasses. <laughs> They're probably all up in your bathroom. What the, what fucking have, asshole. What are those glasses for? Up there reading fucking People magazine. <laughs> Fuck me over. So, Larry... Brought new reading glasses. You did, a lot. A Raider shirt, a Padre yeah. shirt, and a whole bunch of bugles. <laughs> Shitload of bugles. <laughs> you and Larry Rothschild. God damn it. Yeah, so thank you guys so much. And everybody uh, that reached out, it was just, it's been great, man. It, it's really, really nice. Remember I told you about a week ago that somebody dropped off a bottle of whiskey with the Dodger yeah. glass? No one has come forward still to let me know who still that is. Still nothing? Still no idea who dropped that off in front of my garage. Ray Mysterio? Ray, <laughs> could have been Ray Mysterio did it. Ray Mysterio or Eric Parker. I have no yeah. idea. Those are the no two, shit. two guys around here. I have no idea who the hell would have done that. Rick Monday lived down there? No, Rick Monday is not down here. That, that's pretty damn funny. Yeah. But um, I'm still waiting for whoever it is to come forward. But. Very nice of Larry looking out for you. That's yes. pretty. That's, I've never seen reader sunglasses before. I'm gonna wear them every day. They look like Roy Orbison <laughs> in here. Gonna look like Roy Orbison. So Johnny, Don, oh, what's it? Millsap. Ronnie Millsap. Yeah, all of them. 
Sweet dream, baby. That's all I'm going to do. All right, listen. I don't know how to take this. You tell me how to take it. Okay. So I have a buddy of mine calls me goes, hey, did you hear uh, Ben and Woods today? I got denied in. Uh, I didn't get a chance to hear it. What happened? Well, you know, they made a really interesting point. I go, yeah, it's a great show. And he goes, uh, yeah, you know, Steve pointed out that maybe that Padre's window is closed <laughs> and maybe it's not open. I go, oh, really? Oh, really? He goes, yeah, it was really interesting because he talked about that the Giants are getting a lot of money off the books and, and they've got a good thing and the Dodgers are always going to be there. And maybe that fucking Padre, have you ever thought of that? I go, yeah, I did about three weeks ago when we said <laughs> on the fucking show. <laughs> now, I, I'm not. It's not like it's the craziest thing to think. It's not like it's no, unbelievable, it's, right? No, it's 100% believable. No, but I'm saying yeah. like, yeah, my point being, I'm not acting like I was the only guy to think it. No, but you did. You did say it. We and again, when we talk Padres on this show, I like when you go down that direction. Meaning that you're you're to me, it's okay to be fair. I always feel I'm being fair. People yeah. think I'm being mean. Yeah. When you say it, people look at it. Well, there's Jeff, a diehard Padre fan. He's being fair. When Wood says it, he's being fair. I will give a lot of credit right now to. 97.3, because they have a relationship with the pods. They are ripping the fuck out of them. They deserve it. They 100% deserve it, but you know the game. You and I have done yeah. this before. You, yeah. Even when the Chargers are 1-15, we can't say this team just fucking sucks. You got to kind of like talk around it. But they're going right at it, which is the right right thing we to do. To. As we used to say to the pro program directors all the time, don't let us insult the intelligence of the audience. You can't. And it's, it's, it's awful. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you were watching that dipshit Austin Adams the other day, hit guys. Mug I, see, I didn't see it. I was driving they, back from Phoenix. Fucking, why is this asshole on the team? And when you look at it and you go, they gave up Ty France, Luis Torrens, Taylor Trammell yeah. to get fucking Austin Nola, a guy, Don Alta, uh, or Dan Altavilla, yep. fucking Tommy John, this dipshit, yeah. Austin Adams, and you go, what the fuck was that deal, right? Fuck yes. is that? There are a lot of them right now. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, all these guys are are coming back to show that holy fuck, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, holy, look at Quantrill, you know what he's well, doing. Reyes, I mean, Framil's doing great. Yeah, Luis Arias is doing great. So you start looking at this, and you go, yeah, they do need to be held accountable. Yes, they do because. It's awful, but I don't know, Dave, I really don't know what the mindset is for Pete Seidler because I think, look, Jace has one year left. You can't bring him back as a lame duck. We talked about this last week. You can't bring week. him back, period. Period. If they don't get in, and it's funny because Jace is going on and, and saying, you know, I think we got one more run in us. There goes his fucking nose. He doesn't think that for shit. No, he has to say it. It's all he has. Exactly. All he has is hope. What else is he going to do? Yeah. So then all yeah. these people are like, shut up, Jace. You asshole. I managed a lot of 60-game seasons in my mind. 162, not so much. But the thing is, like, I, I have a couple of friends that just fucking hate Tingler. Hate yeah. him. Like, I was so sick of Andy Green by the time he was here. <clears throat> I don't know that I hate Tingler. But you, it's clear he's not the guy. Okay. Here's my my feeling. I'm glad you brought this up because I, I literally been thinking about this a lot the last yeah. week since you and I did our last show. 
here's the deal. You have to not only get rid of Tingler. You need to dump the entire coaching staff. Gone. You need to dump AJ. Right Gone. now, right now, everything is poisoned. It yes. is poisoned to the point where you can't come back in a few months for spring training. Right. With this taste. Scott Miller said it today on the radio. He goes, This is gonna be the worst season in Padre history. For yes. The amount of payroll and the expectations. 100%. This is the worst season in 53 years of Padre baseball because of, of the hopes and what they've done to crash. And if that's the case, the the water is, is poison. you got to get everybody out, out that you can afford to say goodbye to. Yeah, I saw people talk about... And I, you never want to see guys, by the way, get fired. Whether nah, whether care. it's easily or anyone else. I, what do I care? Okay, I'm, I'm just saying, when guys lose jobs, they lose jobs. And you go, shit. Performance-based business, asshole. It, I'm paying money it, for these tickets. It, it, not You're only, not good it, enough. Good, great point you just said there. Because they've already announced the raise in the price yes, of tickets. We've talked about it. Not only are we kicking you in the nuts this year and breaking your heart, we're going to make you pay more for it next year. Yeah. Holy fuck. Now the, now the message looks terrible. Even worse than it was before. Well, why don't you calm down? Don't you know that opening night Dan Maselli from the 98 team is going to throw out the first pitch? <laughs> Dan Maselli bobblehead night? Yeah, Brian Boehringer is coming out. Okay, so the fans. let me throw this. At, I'm going to ask this question to you because you don't know what I'm going to say. But I, I've been thinking about it for a while. Out of the everyday eight, yeah, how many guys do you bring back next year? Remember, again, if the, things are poisoned around, how many guys are you bringing four. back? Okay, tell me the four. Um. I bring back. Uh, I, I bring back, back two. That's funny. I bring back Cronenworth. Me too. Tatis. Yes. Machado. I don't. Well, what the fuck are you gonna do with because, him? Because, dude, you t- I, I would shop him. And if you have to bring him back, you bring him back. But I shop him. And the reason I do that is he has shown me nothing as a veteran team leader to help at all. Where has he been? Yeah, I don't know on that. I mean, we're not down there. Well, I haven't seen jack shit. Well, where are you? You don't, you don't I, go to games I, unless people but buy I re- tickets. But I read everything and I watch these post game oh, things. Who the fuck's in there? Kevin Acey ever heard him? Other, hey, everybody gives that motherfucker a pass. Who? Everybody? AC? No, Machado. I don't care about Acey. What? AC doesn't mean jack shit to me. Machado God, hasn't done anything. What I've heard about Machado is you can't talk to Machado unless he gets at least two hits. Otherwise, don't come to his locker, and he's don't talk well, to the media. Can go to his locker. Well, you know what I'm saying. That yeah. Before that, that was always his thing. Unless he has a good game, don't go talk to him. Yep. But here we go. This is where you need veteran leadership, somebody to step up. Everyone's pissed at Hosmer. Uh, oh, look. For, okay, so for me, Machado gone. Uh, not me. Machado's $300 back. $300 million for jack shit. Tatis is back. Cronenworth is back. And the only reason I think Grisham's back is just because he's under Dude, I can't, control, take, but, I can't take Grisham. But I'd move him, too. Dude, I, Grisham look, plays the game so fucking lazy. I can't stand it. I can't uh, stand it. If there's a play tonight, now you were in the car. Yeah. Tatis beat out a ball at first, okay? Okay. And it was ruled out. They looked at the replay. Grant's like, dude, he's safe. Way to hustle, kid. Yeah. And you know what? Hey, at least it shows, hey, look, we only ask you to run hard four times a game, and yeah. Tatis is doing it. Yeah. Why can't everybody else? I don't understand what the big deal is. Bust your ass four times a game. That's it. Run 90 feet as hard as you can four times a game. Well, I think it'll be a very interesting offseason. I do too. So you have four. So Grisham, Machado, Cronenworth, But really, I would, I would come back with three. I, I wouldn't have any problem if they moved Grisham. And yeah, that'd be it. But Fam would be gone. Profar would be gone. I, I'd find if Grisham See, does. I don't think you can get rid of Profar. You gave him too much money. Yeah, I... Uh, Myers, $21 million, dollars, right? You're not going to get rid of Myers. And see, Myers, there are certain guys I think you take the beating of a new GM and you say, 
we'll take the loss. We're going to have to pay guys off to take them. Yeah. I mean, I, Meyer's another example of veteran lazy leadership. Yeah, he sucks. He, he does. He fucking sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Hosmer, dude, Hosmer may be my most, he's probably the most annoying guy that's ever worn this uniform. If and you I watch this the, game tonight, you would have driven off the rope. I'm telling you, man, well, they fuck, got a guy on third. He can't get a sack fly. They got a guy on third. He hits the ball to second base with infield in. He, so he far, can't bring in anybody. No, he's so far in his own fucking head, empty fucking head. He deserves it. He cried like a bitch at the trade deadline. Yeah, he's a, yeah. You're a veteran. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> see where he fucking, do you see where he positioned himself the other day? And I love the fact that motherfucker knows people hate him here. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Like, I I just, honestly, I had a buddy ask me last night, why do you hate Hosmer? Because he's a smug little fucking prick. And it started for me last year in Texas with that bullshit about Tatis. Yeah. When Tatis hit the Grand Slam, this fucking dickhead thinks he's got any right to coach anybody. Nobody gives a fuck what you think, asshole. You got here and you were shit. Your fucking gloves shit. Your fucking hits are shit. Fuck you. Fuck that guy, dude. I swear to God, there's not any guy where you're just like, what an embarrassment. And and he should be the reason Preller's fired. Yeah. I mean, if you go, well, Hosmer's bad, but what about Myers? Yeah, that's another reason. That's like saying, hey, Bob, you know, We've had you as a line chef back here, but buddy, you didn't really pay attention to the grease. You burned down the back of the bar. You know, you got to fucking go. These assholes are like, Bob, we think you got it in you. Well, Bob, fuck. God damn. Now you uh, the fuck do you do out here in the parking lot, Bob, you dick. Like this fucker, <laughs> anything he touches is a mess. Yeah. And honestly, Dave, like, you go, I know your point. We're like, nobody wants to see, but who gives a fuck? We used to think that forever in this town. Fuck these assholes. Think any of them give a shit about anything going on in your life? They couldn't care less. They think you're all a bunch of fucking dicks. They do. They they absolutely do. All bunch right. Bunch of fucking meatheads. Let me throw a couple names at you, all right? All right. Stare go. We both agreed Nola's going to be gone, okay? Well, he should be. It doesn't mean he will. He's under club control oh for like God. four years. Oh, my God. So... Adam Frazier, gone, right? Gone. You, you got to trade a Frazier. He hates it here. Hasn't been good for him here. You well, he got out of Pittsburgh. I don't know that he hates it here. He Dude, he's been it. a disaster here. He's been a goddamn disaster. <laughs> know, but you said he hated it here. I don't think, think he'd he, rather be in Pittsburgh? I think he'd rather be in Pittsburgh than be here. It has not been Why? good. It has, it's, it's been a terrible experience. The team is the worst team in baseball since he's been here. Has not been good. I like when people post the record since the swag chain. <laughs> all right so for me i have frazier gone Come you on. you darvish i don't think you get anything for him i agree chris paddock limited return i mean i i would have moved him last year yeah you said it said it for a while would have moved him so yeah he's fine gone and daniel hudson can't come back next oh year. fuck no okay an asshole <laughs> all right you and i are on the same page hey, adams that piece of shit can go like, you heard Mud the other day. Did he hit him again? Shocker. I didn't hear, I didn't hear what he was saying. I texted did he drill? Did he drill three guys? Three or four. Oh, my God. Again, I was in the middle of the desert. I didn't know anything that happened in that game. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. I heard that because I was laughing when Mud always uses the Jeffrey Leonard line. Whenever they throw one that almost hits a guy or hits yeah. a guy. And we got that pitch, too. You know? <laughs> so, 
It was the story he drilled three guys in one inning? Yeah. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. How does a major leaguer drill three guys? What are the Dodgers? Nothing at all. Nowhere they close to coming shit. up. Yeah, they're lucky. Oh, my God. They're lucky. It was in the uh, bottom of the eighth. Yeah. And pods are lucky that they didn't just come up and just start throwing one at a guy's head. Holy shit. Why is he still on a team? Uh, you know what's funny? He was the one guy that was having a lot of success from... They thought he was going to be the closer. From Larry Rothschild, who had him throwing the same pitch over and over again, you know? God damn right. Yeah. God I, damn right. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. By the way, I just wanted to see if, uh, if it was on here, but have you seen the, any of the documentary, The What's so, Upon a Time in Queens? I started watching part one a little bit. I got home late last night. You taped it? Yeah, I got Good. all four. Um, started watching part one. Part one was a little slow out of the gate, but I'm excited about all the people that are in it. Jimmy Kimmel was very funny on Stern yesterday, talking about nails being a part of it. Yeah. And my man, Kevin Mitchell. Kevin Mitchell's great in it. Dude. Yeah. That's my guy. That's what I wanted to know why you watch it just for that Kevin Mitchell part. Is he still local? Yeah, he's still local. He's right around here. fucker in here. Can we get him in here? Yeah. I'm sure he'll come in the garage. Uh, Dude, that's my Dude, they show some Kevin it. Mitchell fights during this thing. You're going to love it. Dude, yeah. All right, we got to get uh, Mitch in here. And, yeah, I. but, dude, Kimmel told that story yesterday. Did you hear him on Stern? I, I heard very little. He said it was great because he said they interviewed Keith Hernandez. They were talking about Gary Carter, and people were like, ah, oh, Gary Carter. And Keith's like, nobody liked him. Did you, <laughs> you could tell Keith Hernandez hated, it, hated the kid. Dude, there's a part of that. Hank's they best friend. Him do it. Oh, my God. But he, he does the, the curtain call. Yeah. And Keith Hernandez goes, I always hated that. And he goes, the kid loved it. And he does his arms and shit. Just like it. Then they show the clip of the kid doing it. It's so funny, man. It's so <laughs> funny. And then the Braves like, fuck that. And they start drilling Mets. And fights start because the kid Dude. has to come out for the curtain calls that aren't even there. What are the, Okay. Um, <clears throat> I haven't read uh, the last... Fiction I read was William Murray, Tip on a Dead Crab, which was fun. Took place at Del Mar. Cool book. But then I went to, right after that, Charlie Watts passed away. And so I started reading Keith Richards' book, Life, which is so fucking funny, dude. Keith Richards is great. He just constantly kicks Mick Jagger right in the fucking nuts. He couldn't care less. But I I would highly recommend for anybody, Dave, I know you read once a year. Jeff Perlman, who's been on the show, wrote a book called The Bad Guys Won about the 86 Mets. That is one of the craziest, funniest fucking books ever. And Jeff's somewhere, I don't know, he might be in New York, but he's always like, fuck, I'll come on. Dude, we, we don't book authors on this show, but I would put Perlman on to talk about that fucking book was... God, that's one of my all-time favorite sports books about this team. And I yeah. wasn't a Mets fan. That team was nuts. Do you, I mean, now when you watch Wally Backman yeah. on those YouTube videos, you realize that fucking maniac was on the team? Yep. Dude, why would anybody fight that team? You know what? It was interesting. I, which I'm not ruining this for anyone, but who do you think, when you think of that team, who do you think was the main guy, the catalyst of that team? I love that question because I think... It, it comes up in the thing. That's why I wanted to ask you what you thought. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this because I was doing this the other night where I was thinking about their lineup, and I'll tell you where I lock up, and I got to think if I can figure it out here. So kids catching. Yeah. You got 
Hernandez at first. Yeah. Backman at second. Backman and Tim Tuffle were at second. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Now, I was thinking about third. Is Mitch at third? No. Third base is Ray Knight and Howard oh, Johnson. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. Rafael Santana's at short. That's this is off the, the top guy, of my head. I'm not even. That's in. the guy I couldn't get. Okay, couldn't so hit. So Mitch shit, is in left. Dykstra in center. Well, hold on, Mitch. Uh, Mitch, no, Mitch was off the bench a lot. Mitch played everywhere though. Everywhere they even showed him with the catcher's mitt. Played third. He played a little bit of short. He played had a catcher's mitt. I never remember playing catcher. Nails and Mookie left. in center. They had a lot of times they'd have Mookie in left and Nails in center. Okay, and so they they mix it around a little bit, and then you had Strawberry and right. But was Mazzilli on that team no, too? No, they traded Mazzilli away. Oh, that's They fun. traded, and Mazzilli was supposed to be, as they say in the documentary, was supposed to be the Yankees' version of Bucky Dent. Good-looking guy that all the women loved. And now you had Ron Darling. Yep. Bob Ojeda. Yep. Three-finger Ojeda. Yep. And then... Uh, yep, Sid Fernandez. Sid Fernandez. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. It's funny about it. This is a lot of time. I remember these teams like crazy because... You're a kid. All these teams yeah. stick out in your head. Orozco coming out of the pen. Yeah, Doc was the ace. Oh, Doc. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. There we go. Okay. That's right. And yeah, fuck. I just watched him last yeah. night in part one. It's really well done, man. Yeah. It is some crazy sh- There's some crazy shit about Daryl Strawberry's growing up, the whole deal. Yeah. Okay, so out of all the names you just mentioned, okay. who was the guy? Um... Fuck, that's really good. Who's the guy? I would never have guessed it until they said it. And I still wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, who's the guy? In my head, I thought it was Keith Hernandez. Yeah, I would have thought so too. Fuck, I don't know. Mookie? Ray Knight. No shit. They said Ray Knight ran that fucking team. Oh, I could see that. How about that? Yeah, Ray Knight. I've heard a lot of people say, oh yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say Ray Knight's an asshole, like in real life. But yeah, they said Ray Knight was the guy. Really? Yeah. And they say Mookie's the nicest guy. Oh, yeah. Mookie's great. Nicest we love guy. Nails. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's a little crazy, too. But, yeah. Dude, Nails. I hope are... you recorded the cussing version. There are two versions. There's a clean version and a cussing version. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Okay. I just recorded. So, on ESPN's the cussing version. ESPN2 was the clean version. Fuck, I don't know which one I okay. have. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> like, uh-huh. some guys try and talk around, like, certain yeah. words. And then they go to... Lenny Dykstra, and he, he makes everything dirty. Yeah. We're going to go to your city. We're going to drink your beer. That's we're going right, to fuck your us. woman. Yeah. Did he drop that line uh, again? 100%. Yeah, but he, he's just like, I mean, the only dirty version, I think, is just for Lenny Dykstra. I think everyone else can pull it together except Lenny. I think one of us still has Nail's number. Yeah, I think we probably do have, have his number. <laughs> I got some we weird numbers. We book him all the time. I got some weird numbers on my phone. Which right. show was he on like he three times? Like three different times yeah. we had him on. Yeah, we did. And yeah. then just for fun, we'd ask him investment questions. Yeah, <laughs> we did. I don't have his number in my phone. I All got right. I got Meta World Peace in here for some reason. Well, that works. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very fired up to watch that. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. It, it's good, man. It's yeah. it, it is. It, it's good. And yeah. it's the '86 Mets are kind of like the '85 Bears. It was one year when they won the championship, but they probably should have won more. Right, they should have. Yeah. They had a chance in eighty four, eighty five, eighty six, and then of course in eighty eight with the Dodgers. But the thing that I liked about that eighty six Mets team is they reminded me, Dave, of a of a New Jersey Devils team that won the Cup around like the early nineties. Yeah, and the reason why I say that is because that Devils team, we talked about this team a couple of weeks ago, had about five guys like Luke Richardson. 
uh, Shane Corson, Kenny Danico, Randy McKay. These guys all scored like 15, 18 goals, and they all had like 200 penalty minutes. And if I looked at a team, I would say that Mets team reminded me a lot more of that team, the Devils team, because they could beat you offensively, but they intimidated you too. Yeah. And while I look at that Bears team, and of course you had Mike Singletary and Gary Fensick, right? Um, Doug, who's the other safety back there? Doug Durson. No, that's Dave Durson. Dave Durson. Who? Oh, who you thinking? Doug. Of? Doug Plank. Oh, I don't remember Doug Plank. Oh okay. fuck, dude! Doug Plank could turn your lights out, but then they had Sean Gale. Yeah. Willie Galt. <laughs> you know what I mean? A couple of pretty boys down there. Walter Payton was great, but um. Uh, yeah, those guys, I don't know, that was such a great team, but dude, that Mets team and that New Jersey Devils team were the two teams where you were like, do not look cross-eyed at that team. Yeah. They'll jack you up. You know what's so strange, thinking about this as well, I don't know if I've ever had this conversation with you, but I was just thinking about it, a buddy of mine who's a huge Red Sox fan. When the Angels were one out away oh, yeah. from going to the World Series, they are up 3-1 on the Red Sox, and Dave Henderson hits a home run off Who's on the call? Do you remember? Al Michaels was yeah. on the national call. And so it's Dave Henderson hits that famous home run. And look how many things changed oh, in, yeah? in that moment here. Number one, because of that, Donnie Moore later on ends up going. He never recovered. Ends up nope. going home, shooting his wife in the face five times and killing himself. Yep. Bill Buckner ends up having a play that, who had a fantastic yeah. career in the 86 fame, World Series. Maybe. I mean, the Red Sox were never... It would have never been in that situation if it wasn't for that home run. Yeah. And everything goes to shit, you know? Yeah. Everything goes to shit. And you just go, wow. I mean, it, it's kind of kind of nuts how how it went down. How yeah. that, that Butterfly one, effect. Yeah, right? Exactly. One chain of events changed everything. It's um, very sad, very, very strange. But, yeah, they, they did a really good job. I love those 30 for 30s. This oh, one yeah. was outstanding. I know Kimmel's a huge Mets fan, and him and his cousin Sal produced it. It said directed by Nick Davis, and I was wondering if it was the Nick Davis that we I know. I don't think it I, is. It isn't. It's not. Okay. I just try to look it up now. Unless Nick Davis's grandfather is the one that did Citizen Kane, but that's what it said. So I don't think it's the same Nick Davis we know. No. Uh, no. No. And so, anyway, I was, I was just curious. But um, really good, man. You'll like it. I don't yeah. think we gave too much of it away. If, you, if anyone hasn't watched it, go, uh, go and look at it. It's, um, the stories lines are insane. The Kevin Mitchell stuff's crazy. All yeah. of it's good. The uh, I was telling buddy. The one guy, by the way, who doesn't do cocaine is Gary Carter. He's the of guy. Course. He's the only guy like is dead in the whole thing. Yeah. I'm not saying you should do coke to live no. longer. I'm just saying it's kind of weird. But you know what's a drag about that? Like the kid's low hanging fruit, right? Like he's easy to hit, dude. He was big buddies with Hank Bauer. Yeah, and he would call in. I don't believe we ever had him in studio. We might have. Dude, he was such a nice guy. Like, he would call, and if he was talking to me or Kevin Finnerty, and it wasn't, Dave, I'm sorry, it wasn't phony. Like, I, I wasn't with him every day, but it's like the Garv, right? People yeah. hate the Garv, but you remember when we yeah, dealt with It was Steve. exactly like the Garv. So was, nice. Gary Carter was a goody two-shoes. Garv was considered a goody two-shoes. But when they dealt with you, yeah, you remember when Garv came in yeah. at, at Fox? Cameraman... Makeup lady, everybody. He was nice to everybody. Yeah. And and uh, and made a huge positive impact. And so, yeah, I mean, 
it's easy for me to to tease Gary Carter, but then I got to look at it and go, you know, every time, and we had him on, shit, in the three years I worked with Hank, we probably had him on 10 times, and he was genuinely nice every time. So, yeah, I, I can't do that. There you go. But, yeah. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy you want to pay attention to. Again, a, a Bar of Smart, two-minute Tuesdays. Don't forget, today is uh, Wednesday. Only got one show in this week, but Dan Williams already put it up yesterday. The guys are biking across the country. Dan's yep. always doing something great for somebody. He can do something great for you. All you have to do is call Dan. He'll get you out of debt. He'll walk you through the process. And look, if you're still in the rental market, he wants to help you buy your first home. You know he's a good guy. You know he's a guy that you can trust. Jeff and I have talked about him for years. One of the best around, 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Well, I think, Dave, those YouTube videos have been absolutely great. Everything from how to get rid of junk mail, improve your credit score, do put uh, credit cards to work for you. God damn, it feels like every two minutes I'm putting something else on a credit card. And thank God the rules of borrow smart, repay smart apply because we're getting to be that time. And for me... Uh, car insurance coming up, holidays coming up, Kings games coming up. Like you go, fuck, it's one, two, three, four. Attorney bills come up, but you have to know how to manage your money. And when you manage your money, you sacrifice certain smaller things, right? You, you tighten up the belt a little bit and you get through it and you get through it and everything moves forward. And I mentioned uh, we just refinanced our condo and Dan and his team could not have made it any easier so I thank Dan. A lot of fun things coming up. Uh, some fun charity things coming up with Dan and their team. And, uh, yeah, Dan's on the road, sent me a great message and left me a voicemail yesterday. So thank you to Dan. I appreciate it very much. Cool. Very cool. Brian Curry is another guy you need to talk to when it comes to your home. Right now, are you asking yourself the question? Every family does the same thing right now because we've never seen anything like it. Is now the right time to sell your home? If you're going to sell your home, there's no one better to get the most for it than Brian Curry. At the same time, what is your next step? Can you find a place to live if you want to stay in San Diego, in California? Again, Brian Curry is the guy you want to pay attention to. He knows it all. He's been in the business for over 25 years. We trust him as well. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, so many tough decisions to be made out there. And unfortunately, David, just feels like you hear more and more stories about people that got in over their head, rushed into the market, and now might not be able to afford the HOA bill because they figured out what their monthly payment was going to be, and they didn't realize, oh, yeah, I've got a monthly installment to the HOA. Just little things that we talk about. It's so vital that you have the right people on your team that know what you don't know because if they don't know it and you don't know it, Eventually, it's going to come back to bite you. But guess what? You're going to be the one responsible for paying that bill because your agent's going to say, oh, sorry, I hope it works out for you and enjoy the cactus I left on the front porch. <laughs> so don't let yourself get into that situation. Make sure it's Brian Curry and his team. They've been doing an outstanding job for 20 years. And they're going to do that same outstanding job for you. Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor, standing by. It has been extremely warm already in September. Like we said, it was 115 for me when I was Jesus. in Phoenix. It sucked. It is hot. It is supposed to cool down for a couple of days. Then it's going to get hot again. Just as you guys know, every single year, you're going to wish you had that pool. If you don't have one already, again, Alan Taylor is your guy. Tailored May Pools is what you want to get. 619-449-4452. 619 449 
4452. I have a friend who lives in Texas that used to live in La Costa. And that house in La Costa had a pool. And this friend of mine was saying, man, it is so hot down here. I wish I could come back. But the only way I could come back is if the house had a pool. And I said, yeah, but remember, there have been houses that you've lived at, complexes where we've lived, where the pool wasn't that great. And it can really be almost more of a detriment than a benefit. And this friend of mine completely agreed, man, don't let that happen to you. You're, you're looking at it. It's a huge investment because it's going to increase the value of your property so many times over. Well, do you want just a pool or a tailor-made pool? Trust me, you want the tailor-made pool. It's the one that's going to make your house the number one house on the block. Take a look at our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, on the sponsor page and see for yourself. I'm Kyle Fluger, when you're looking for that brand new website or a website you need to repair because it's not working for the one you have, he's the guy that can make things work for you. Kyle told me, I'm going to be in Hawaii. Oh, good. Yeah. Good that he can get out. He said, go ahead. Send him my way. I'll take care of it while I'm in Hawaii. Doesn't matter. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Uh, the commissioner of our football league is a champion. And I could not be more proud of our website, especially because it feels like there have been a couple of websites, not mentioning names. God, it just feels like, I wonder if others have had this recently, Dave, where you go on the site and it just starts bouncing around. And you're like, is it my internet connection? And you go check something else and that site works fine. Then you come back to the first page that you were on, it starts bouncing around and you just feel like, fuck it, I'm not going to come back. Boy, you cannot afford to let your customers have that kind of mindset. It just will not work. So if you take a look at your website and the only way you can describe it is manageable or good or I guess okay, then it's time for a change. And the guy who can make that change is Kyle Fluker. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We'll go on September 15th. Okay. We're going to start off with Tommy Lee Jones. Shit. Uh, 78. 75. $30 million. $90 million. Good for him. How about that? I like him. All right, this one's interesting to me. Is Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Oh, boy, I got to think about this one. Do you want me to tell you how much the royal family is worth before I t- you guess Prince no. Harry? No. Okay. Let's say 28. You say 28, oh, 28 years old? Yeah. Okay, 37. Shit, really? Yep. Um... I think this dude's money. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty million. Only it says only ten million dollars. The royal family is worth eighty-eight billion. Oh my god! <laughs> Something else, isn't it? Wow. Here we go. Interesting guy. I met him at a Holiday Inn in Nashville when I was Bet about ten years old. Creepy. Gaylord Perry. Oh, Gaylord Perry would have been. Uh, I think Gaylord Perry is still alive. Is he? I think he is. When you said would have been, I got to look it up again now. Let me see. That's funny as hell. I'm going to say Gaylord Perry is going to shock us and turn 80. Gaylord Perry is older than that. Hold on one second. I got to see. Now you're in my head. Gaylord Perry is. He's still alive, man. Oh, good. Yeah. I still have him as alive. All right, good. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll say 80. 83. 83. 3 million. 1.2. All right. One point, that's sad. Well, 
I mean, talk about the difference of money now. Yeah. That's sad. All right. Do you know this name right here? Lisa Vanderpump? Oh, sure. Uh, uh, let's say she's 61. Exactly right. Look at that. The one you got right. Yeah. You don't even watch any of those shows. No, but her husband looks like Don Imus yeah, to me. Yeah, he does. I'm going to say she's uh, $75 million. $90 million. God damn. $90 million. All right, last one. Tom Hardy. Oh, I like Tom Hardy. Everyone likes Tom Hardy. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, 38. 44. Fuck, I was leaning 42. Uh, I'm going to say say $25 million. $45 million. Dude, I loved him in Venom. He's interesting, man. He's an interesting yeah. guy. All right, here we go. Five random questions. If you could be famous for anything, anything, what would it be? Uh, oh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to say uh, curing cancer. That's a nice one. Yeah. You, known as the guy that, hey, that guy. Yeah, I'm right. Cured cancer. Hey, what are you going to do? It's a Thursday. <laughs> and I'm over here at Papa Chongo's. Yeah. Eh, hey, are you the guy who cured cancer? what they tell me. Well, <laughs> what do you ta- okay, would you rather be the guy that cured cancer or be like Tom Brady, known as the greatest football player of all time? I like that. I'll, I like that, but I'll take the cancer. See, I tell you what, I'd rather be a baseball Hall of Famer. Go ahead. Okay. Selfish, but fine. I'd rather be in Cooperstown. I think more people know fucking Derek there. Jeter than Jonas Salk. Yeah, that's fine. I'll still be there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite sport to watch on television? Oh. Oh, I like that. Uh, NFL. Me too. Yeah, Me NFL. too. I think a lot of us who have covered a lot of NFL games will tell you the same thing. It's the, the best sport on TV. Chris Ello said it yesterday on the show, said, um, it's funny about the NFL. The worst place to watch an NFL game is actually inside yeah, the stadium. I would agree. Although I'm going uh, October 3rd. I'm going to go see the Rams and Cardinals. That's fine. I'm going, I think, on a Sunday. I think I'm going yeah. October 4th to see the Chargers and Raiders. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. If you, um, if you could go back in time and watch any game in a former stadium that has now been torn to the ground, stadium or arena, which one would you choose? Oh, I like that. I would go. Ooh, I like this a lot. I like that, that fucking, that Buckner game at Shea. Pretty wild, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a specific game. And what I'm saying is if to see a game in an arena that you, or a stadium that you yeah. go, man, I've always wanted to see a Maple okay. Leafs game or whatever. Yeah, oh, I like that. Um, Old Boston Garden, whatever. No, nah, it wouldn't be that shithole. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I've been to the new garden, and that was great. I loved... Have you? Yeah, I've been in the garden. I saw a Knicks game. I saw the Knicks-Timberwolves. Oh, you're I, talking Madison Square Garden? Yeah. Okay, got it. I thought you were talking Boston Garden. And then I saw Rangers-Flyers okay. in there. I saw Rangers-Flyers, too. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that. Um I would say that's really good. What are you thinking? Ebbets Field, even though I heard it smells like hell. Or Old Yankee Stadium, which I know sounds crazy, but I always was trying to get there before it was torn down. Never made it. Over it in a helicopter, didn't get inside. You are the king of going to stadiums and not going inside. Yeah, no shit, right? (laughs) How many times have you been to Wrigley? I finally got it. Yeah, I know, but how many times before that? seven. (laughs) Like, fucking Unbelievable. 
tried to tow my car. Um, I think, Dave, being in Yankee Stadium for when Reggie hit the three home runs. Oh, that would be a nightmare for been, me. Yeah, it'd be great. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Oh, you know, maybe, maybe the Olympic Auditorium for one of the... I mean, the problem is... Listen, my guy was Salvador Sanchez. I loved Salvador Sanchez as a kid. I loved Danny Little Red Lopez. I loved all the guys that fought in that place. Bobby Chacon. Yeah. Right? Uh, Alberto uh, Tweedy Davila. Right? Uh, Frankie Duarte. All these guys, just Southern California legends. Right? Uh, Carlos Zarate. Problem is, all the fucking Latino fans, T-shirt tech, you know I'm telling the fucking truth. If they got mad at what was going on, cups of piss came yeah, flying down. Now, what the fuck are we doing? There? What are we doing? Um, but I would have, I would have loved to be there for. I think the Olympic, Dave. I, I think I'm going to take the Olympic for for Bobby Chacon, Freddie Blassie down there. Right, any of that shit. I, I think that's what I'm going to say. I, the Olympic Auditorium. Uh, is probably my favorite venue. I did get there for a couple of wrestling things. ECW, we went to a couple of different times in this fucking maniac XPW run by some porn guy where they set a dude on fire. Me and my buddy Boom were in that one night. But um, but I was never there for boxing. So okay. yeah, if I could have gone and seen Little Red Lopez or Bobby Chacon, all the guys that I just fucking loved when I was a kid. That'd be it. I'll take the Olympic. There you go. What is the first movie you can remember seeing in person? Um, uh, Jaws. Was it? That's what you remember? I think it was either Jaws. But you're pretty sure that wasn't the first movie. Huh? You're pretty sure that wasn't the first movie time you've been in a movie theater, right? I mean, you, yeah. You think so? Jaws, the original? Yeah, didn't that come out like in 1976 or 77? Uh, maybe Willy Wonka? When did that fucking weird LSD I think 72. come out? I think 72. All right, and then I remember, when did the original Superman come out? 79, I think. Yeah, my, my parent, or my mom and my Those step- are the longest opening credits of all time, right? Yeah, my mom, yes. You're like, Jesus, when's this fucking movie going to start? Let's go. My mom, I think we were traveling, like doing a family trip. And my mom, my sister, my brother went and saw California Sweet. Because I think Richard Pryor was in it, but he was like tame Richard Pryor. And then I, they let me go next door to see Superman. I pretty much went by myself. But my brother got me into Animal House. Really? That's cool. And then he and I went and saw Stir Crazy. But yeah, that I might saw have Stir been Crazy out here. in the that theater. That fucking movie was I was great. in Ohio when I saw that. That movie was great. It was. I, I left my ass off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think even one of those, like yeah. Jaws or Willy Wonka. My sister, I think, took me to Willy Wonka. First movie I remember going to was Herbie the Love Bug. And my mom says... Dean Jones? I have no idea what the fuck was in it. All I know is my mom said, one minute I'm sitting next to her, the next minute I was up on the screen, touching the screen in front of everyone. People were saying, get that kid the fuck down. Fuck you and my doing? mom's like, get that kid the fuck down and realize it was me. Turns to her left and I wasn't there. What the fuck I don't are you know. doing? And then my dad took me to go see King Kong <laughs> like yeah. shortly after. And I was like, who's that Jessica Lange? I like yeah. it. 
like her. Like her a lot. I'm going to go up and touch the screen again. Like <laughs> that was a long fucking a, movie, dude. That was a long ass movie. What a mouth breather. I was. I was. I was a little mouth breather. Here we go. What's your favorite line from a movie or a book? Last question. Uh, it's absolutely now from Step Brothers. I have a friend. We have determined that he is a relative of the real-life Derek. There's a real-life Derek, and me and this buddy of mine have realized, he didn't really know, but we've started putting the pieces together, that his brother is Derek. My buddy went to college. His brother, who we call Derek, is successful, makes money, can golf, and Derek went to San Diego State. So their dad who loves the real-life Derek, wears San Diego State polos all the time. Oh, that's funny. My buddy went to a different college that will remain unnamed and brought his dad polos, and his dad will never wear it. <laughs> and he told me the funniest fucking story today. <clears throat> he said that he came home the other day. Yeah. And he, uh, he had to run to the neighbor's house. So he runs in the neighbor's house, and the neighbor has this really nice shirt on. Okay. So my buddy oh, says, hey, what's going on? Shirt looks nice. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to dinner with your family. He goes, oh, all right. So my buddy walks in the house. Here's his brother, the real-life Derek. Doesn't say anything to him. His dad doesn't say anything to him. He walks in. He goes upstairs. It just kind of cleans up like we do after work, puts yeah. a different shirt on, comes downstairs, and the house is empty. <laughs> <laughs> he took, I swear to God, Dave, this story struck me so funny, and my buddy and I were dying laughing because he's got a great attitude about it. He goes, yeah. I go, dude, that is Derek and fucking Richard. That is hilarious. And I go, they took the neighbor in your spot. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, how about this shit? They went down and met my little brother for dinner. Oh, my God. And nobody tells my buddy who's awesome. But we love stepbrothers. So there's two Will Ferrell things. The, it's the Sean William Scott scene in... Uh, old school. Old school. And my buddy, Denny Holma, when we worked together at Chase, the guy who we did the size four boot, yeah, I would make Denny Holma could do the whole fucking Sean William Scott monologue which i'm tempted to call him on my drive home and make him do it again because it's the funniest shit but stepbrothers there's so many goddamn lines in it but my new favorite line from that movie is at towards the end when they're pissed at the dad and he starts yelling at him about his fake bullshit hearing aids and he's will ferrell's gonna beat the shit out of him but there's some goddamn line in there, Dave, about his fake hearing aids, and he's going to grab it. And I don't even know where it comes from, but that that's my one particular favorite line is when they start yelling at him in that movie. Oh, my gosh. Love it. That is funny. That, that's what about for you? You know what? It's funny. My, my favorite line in a movie, and the movie uh, I'm saying isn't any good, even though it should be good. It's Brad Pitt, it's Julia Roberts, and it's um, uh, Tony Soprano. Um, oh, James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. The movie The Mexican. You ever see the movie The Mexican? Terrible movie. 
Should should have been good, but it's not. But there's a scene in the movie where Brad Pitt gets captured and he thinks he's they're gonna kill him. And he goes, Look, I don't know what's going on around here, but someone's gonna leave this room either not being able to hear or fuck anymore. I can guarantee it. <laughs> and if if anyone's yeah. ever been in a fight and you're outnumbered, yeah. You're thinking, I, I, hey, I'm going to lose, but I'm getting one real good punch in. Yeah. Someone's going to leave here fucking knowing that, that they yeah. took a punch. That's all, the best I can do. I'm not just going to go into a ball and get my ass kicked. Someone's going to get a fucking punch before I get beat up. But he's going to either rupture your eardrum or rub, rupture yeah. your nut. Yeah, so when he, when he drops that move, that line cracks me up, man. Makes me, makes me laugh. Um, yesterday, Norm MacDonald passed away before yeah. we get out of here. And... Uh, Norm Macdonald was one of those guys that was different. Was different yes. his sense of humor, his delivery. He was where so many comedians, we, you and I talk comedians yeah. all the time. His delivery was underrated. He was, you know, the appreciation for him, for people that love to laugh, understand, yeah. I think, what Norm Macdonald was. Sad at 61 that he passed away. Is there a Norm Macdonald story that pops into your mind at all? I, I like him, but I wonder, Dave, how far could you go in a car with Norm? Not very far. Not very, not very far. It's funny him and uh, who's the guy from ESPN uh, that that was from Seattle. We've had him on there. Oh, uh, Kenny Maine. Kenny Maine. Where Kenny, well, you really have to pay attention to everything they yes. say because you're going to miss it and you're going to feel like an idiot if you don't catch it. But Kenny Maine was a guest on our show before too, and he was cool. He was a good dude. Dude, uh, yeah, Kenny Maine was great, and Norm, my uh, my boss, Chris Carlin, his brother John. Yeah. Booked all the sports guests for the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah. And so Chris sent me a clip of uh, Norm with Manny Pacquiao before the Pacquiao-Sugar Shane Mosley fight. And Norm decides that he's going to bet twenty-five grand on Manny to beat Mosley. So he goes to visit him at the Wild Card Gym in Hollywood. So he goes, and Manny's sitting there, and this is like Wednesday before the fight. And Manny's sitting there on a bench, and he's eating uh, mother's cookies. You know, the frosted of ones course. that look like animal crackers. Yeah. And then you look, and down at his feet, he's got like a bag of chips, and he's got like a tall boy, a Takati. And uh, Norm's like, hey, I heard you win this fight. You get $20 million. And Manny's like, that's right. I do. So he goes, okay, I'll be right back. So they show Norm goes to Vegas, and he bets $25,000 on Pacquiao, which we found out today he really did. It wow. wasn't even joking around. He bet twenty five grand on Pacquiao. Then he comes back, and the this, this scene goes on and on. And Manny, remember how great Manny was with Kimmel? He'd yeah. always be on. They'd be singing and doing... All this shit, man, he was so funny. And I find out Carlin's brother was a huge part of all of that. And uh, so then he comes back and, and Manny's eating chips and drinking Takati. And it's so goddamn funny. And he goes, uh, he's, man, you got to stop. What are you doing? You got this fight. What if you lose? How much do you get then? Manny shrugs, 20 million. And shit. And Norm starts freaking out. But um, I liked him. On that Seinfeld thing on Netflix, comedians and yeah. cars getting coffee because it was funny. He yeah. wasn't. He was always great on Conan. Yeah, but like Letterman loved him. Like you could just tell he was funny and and knowing that he. I mean, they were just Stern. He was always great on Stern. He was. 
And finding out they got fired because he was telling uh, OJ jokes. Yeah. And Dick Ebersol got pissed, right? Yeah. yeah, and blew him out. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, man, he... Oh, fucking dirty work, Dave. Yeah. With Artie Lang. It was. It was good. And all that shit. So, yeah, anytime he was on with Artie, that was great. Yeah, that was sad for sure. There was a story uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, there were a bunch of clips that they were showing yesterday. Yeah. And uh, one of them was where he went on Conan... And he said, you know, just for the joke, because he wasn't married at the time when he passed. But he goes, how are things going? He goes, man, it's been rough. You know, my wife's been in a coma. And oh. he goes, really? And he goes, yeah, it hasn't been good. She's been in a coma, and, and we don't know when she's coming out of it. And the doctor said to me, hey, you know what? Something that works once in a while is oral sex. And he goes, you might want to try it. And the doctor leaves the room, and... He says he goes running down the hall, and the doctor says, how did it go? He goes, she started choking. And I laugh. Of course you did. And I repeated the joke to my wife this morning, who just disgusted. I I don't know why I picked you, David. Whispers it again. Three, we, three weeks in a row, three jokes. They all failed to her. Dude, know your audience. I, I guess so, but I thought it was funny. She why? started choking. <laughs> ah, there you go. Fuck. All right. That's for uh, your friend uh, Rose. Did you see what Rose wrote on no, Twitter? No, I didn't. I didn't. She said she's been married for 18 years to her husband, and all he wants when he comes home is his chair, a good meal, an ice cold beer, and the need to release. <laughs> what guy doesn't? Know your audience, Rose. Know your audience, Rose. David, I laughed at it. That's funny. You maniac. That's funny stuff. All right, we'll be back. We'll go in for what, Sunday or Monday? Uh, hopefully Sunday. Okay, good See deal. See you then. All right.
soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV. What California cuss their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laugh so hard, I can't believe it. 